Welcome to Growing Through Grief. I'm your host, Diana Curtis. Growing Through Grief is a weekly sprinkle of education and inspiration to help you take action that leads to personal freedom and greatness. I share powerful conversations with grief experts, spiritual advisors, and other courageous souls in this transformational podcast. I believe with the right support and the power of community, you can eliminate unnecessary prolonged grief. I'm here to teach you how to normalize, recognize, and use grief as a growth tool. I've been a champion for growth for decades since the loss of my mother. Together, we are growing. I'll give you weekly tips and small steps that will move the needle forward so that you are experiencing a healthy inner relationship with yourself. Let's get started. Welcome to Growing Through Grief. I'm your host, Diana Curtis, and I'm so glad you're here. I know without you, I would just be talking to myself. So thank you, thank you, thank you. So I'm happy to wake up to a quiet, grounded, beautiful morning. The sun is shining through the window and I feel the warmth of grace and beauty on my face. I feel stronger and lighter than the past six weeks. And I'm hearing this mantra in my head. Stop wasting time feeling bad. It's like a song playing in the background. I feel a smirk, a smile in the corner of my lips. And I just know something has shifted for me. I'm certain today it's different than the previous days. So I continue with my day, my rituals, and I jumped on a prayer call with my Hillside community. And at the end of that call, I went to another call to participate in a seven-day prayer challenge with my spiritual advisor. And lastly, I did my own personal grounding and I set the intention for the day. I'm feeling splendid. I'm feeling really great. Everything feels perfect. So what shifted for me? Where did all that mental chatter and sadness from the last few weeks go? The loss didn't change. I still miss my brother dearly. And not all of my relationships are where I would like for them to be. So what has shifted for me? Before I share the answer to that question, let's talk about relationships. The ones that are not where we would like for them to be. Let's start with the familiar tribe that you call the family. You know, family members, our familiar tribe, the one we were born with, the one we were born in, the family we were born in, the family members that we started life with, the ones that when we look in the mirror, we see some physical aspect of them in our face. And although we're not conscious of it, there are invisible aspects of them and our emotional and mental being as well. Their DNA is part of your DNA. The people you long to be with, the people you long to stay connected with, to do life with. You didn't choose them, yet they're the most powerful people in your life. 
In most cases, they are the ones closest to you, the people you experience the most upset with. I believe they are the most precious gift in our life. And they're necessary in our growth and our healing process. They're here to help us transform and grow throughout our life. Even in their death, transformation and healing unfolds. Now, what about those outside of the family bloodline? The friends, the partners, and even strangers. I think the same is true for them. They're all here to help us heal. Here's the good and the not so good news. When you no longer want to grow and heal with a person, family, or not, you can give yourself permission to just step back, re-examine the relationship, and reconnect differently in a more loving, healthy fashion. Or you can choose to move on with your life without them. Now, if it's family, that can be very, very difficult to do. Yet the latter may be necessary if there's no indication that the other person wants to work on themselves first, then step back into the relationship and work on the relationship with you. Remember to do whatever you do with love and peace for each other. I believe many of us have this fantasy of having a healthy family unit, but few of us are willing to do what it takes to forgive, to love, and maintain harmony with each other. Many of us feel it's the other person's job to heal the relationship, and they have no role in the healing process. It's the other person who needs to change, not me, I'm good. If that's you, the question is, how is that working for you? Again, no judging, just asking the question. But isn't that what marriage is? Your spouse reflect back to you some aspect of yourself and you're reflecting back to them an aspect of themselves? And rather than heal and look at yourself or they look at themselves and heal the stuff, you blame each other and the cycle continues never creating a space for forgiveness and empathy for each other. Forgiveness that leads to healness. Forgiveness that leads to healing. And then the voice shows up and it occurs when you no longer want to grow, stretch, and heal with that other person. This dynamic in relationship is happening all the time between us and between nations. Lack of trust is huge. Now, that's another show, and it's too big to even start talking about here, lack of trust. So back to where I started, the question was, what shifted for me? Was a shift in my consciousness, my mind. I chose to change my thinking patterns, to shift the way I had been holding the pain of loss. And I began to embrace the truth, the truth that everyone it's in my life, in your life, to help me become, to help you become a better and greater person. And that thought alone just makes me really happy. It eliminates space for any criticism and judging of another person. I am grateful for the relationships, for individuals' presence and their time spent with me, both past and currently. I'm grateful that those relationships and every upset took me deeper into myself and the nature and the essence of who I am and even deeper into my purpose. 
Whew. Now that feels awesome. It feels amazing to speak that out loud and to hold that in my heart. Gratitude and thanksgiving will always make everything all right. I am so grateful for my relationships, all of them past and present. So what about growth? Growth is possible during your grieving. Surely you have grieved something in your life and you will no doubt grieve something in the future. Since you don't have control over your life and certain losses, grief will come. So why not consider this? Why not consider the benefits of grief when it shows up at your doorsteps? Why not welcome it in? It meaning the pain of grief that comes after a loss. Now, let me be clear here. I'm not suggesting anyone welcome a loss, especially if it's the loss of a loved one. But since some form of loss will show up in your life, ask yourself these questions. What do I do with this pain, with this grief? How can I use it to heal and grow? How can I use it to change and expand my life? How can I use it to change and help others transform their life? How can I use the pain to go deeper into my heart and heal any past trauma? Past trauma that I've been pushing down, but it keeps coming up only to be recycled over and over and over again. You know the pain I'm talking about, the past trauma and the heartbreaks that is now competing with the pain created by a recent loss or heartbreak. What a perfect time to heal it all. Why not heal it all? Grief is mandatory. Suffering is optional. Now, if you've experienced a significant loss recently or in the past, you already know how a sad heart works. A sad heart pulls up the past. A sad heart blames others. A sad heart drowns itself in more pain. A sad heart isolates from others. It closes down and it refuses to let life in. Often life ceases and becomes stagnant and stuck at the place of the loss. What about you? Did your heart stop beating with joy and excitement for life after a heartbreak? So moms listening to this conversation, do you have kids that are desperate for your love, but you have none to share right now? What about you? Yes, you, that is on the verge of losing your job or your business because you can't get through the day or the next business meeting without a meltdown. Or you may be experiencing bullying or wrongdoing on the job, blatant racism, which is a loss of freedom to work in a peaceful and fair environment. And you can't see the real lesson in the situation. It may be a signal to move on to the next perfect job, the new business that's calling your name. Regardless of your situation, know that all of the feelings and the emotions you are experiencing is normal. It's okay that you're not okay. And know that you don't have to stay in that place. Now again, what if you lost a loved one? Losing a loved one is emotional trauma. It creates many of the same symptoms as a physical trauma. Even though you don't see the visible scars, it's still trauma. It's emotional trauma. And it comes with psychological concerns. 
anxiety, panic attacks, fear, anger, irritability, obsession and compulsion, shock and disbelief, emotional numbing and detachment, depression, and even shame and guilt. What about you? Did you hear something in the conversation that resonates with you? It doesn't matter if you're dealing with an intangible loss, a loss of faith, a loss of safety, a loss of trust, or a tangible loss. I hope you're hearing something that will support you in your process. Remember, we're talking about grief and growth, grieving and growing in the process. So the question for you is, what will you do with the grief, with the pain, with the heartbreak? What will you choose? Will you choose to grow? Of course, when you're ready to do so, because grief can't and will not be rushed. I know that from experience. Yet, you can start setting intentions around your life during the worst time of your life. Whether it be to grieve for a longer period than necessary, whatever period that you define for you is what's necessary. Or whether you choose to start healing and give yourself permission to move through it all with grace and acceptance. I love this example of the caterpillar. It appears to change into a butterfly, right? But did it really change? Or did it become what it already was? What it was already created to be and grew a set of wings so it could fly? Did it simply grow a set of wings so it could fly? And then we began to call it a butterfly. It is still the same caterpillar. It just grew into what it was meant to be. Again, what will you choose? Will you choose to allow your heartbreak, the loss, to grow you into the essence of who you are? Allow change and transformation to fall? Will you let growth be the overall goal of your life? You know that you're created to be more. You know there's so much more of you wanting to express and experience itself. Imagine with me for a moment. What it looks like when a storm, a tornado, a tsunami comes through. It destroys everything, right? It leaves debris behind. There's a lot of chaos and things are happening that's beyond anyone's control. What happens after the storm? There's a process of cleaning up, clearing out the debris that's left behind. Changes occur. The area will never be the same as it was before. Sometimes people move away and don't experience the beauty that remains after the destruction, while others stay and experience the restoration and beauty of the new space. The area is more beautiful than anyone ever imagined. Yet, there are still tears and sadness, especially if lives were lost. But the point I'm making here is that when a tsunami comes through as a hurricane or a tornado in your heart, it destroys your world as you know it. And most time it's unexpected. Yet you have no control over it. It too leaves debris and destruction behind. It has to be cleaned up. It has to be cleared out. You've changed and you will never be the same and you have no, absolutely no control over the situation. 
because we as humans like to feel that we're in control, we reach for the only thing we do have control over, and that's the mind. Most people start grabbing thoughts, creating stories, making up things, many of those thoughts which are not true. And this leads to painful emotions and feelings inside. And that's okay too. But my offer is that you ask yourself the question, is that thought true? Is that story true? We don't have to believe everything the mind tells us. If you do believe your stories and your thoughts and those thoughts move you to certain feelings and emotions, be okay with it. Just feel the feelings. And I say all the time, don't swallow them, don't eat them, don't drink them. Don't even try to fix them. Don't blame them, just befriend them. Don't try to control it. Let those feelings have their way. And all you need to do is just take a breath and feel better in that moment. That's how you eliminate the suffering. Remember, there's no failure. There's no wrong way in how you do what you do. It's only growth. It's growth. So here's a gentle reminder. Grief is mandatory. Suffering is optional. You will grieve. So why not grow in the process? Growth is about change. You want to change and grow as you grieve your losses. Change from the inside. Learn how to live through the grief, not die in your heart and soul, not become stagnant, a loner. Renew your mind because the new you is waiting around the corner. It's waiting on the other side. Pretty soon you will be wondering, who in the world is this person? So what might the growth look like? Growth might start with you no longer ignoring the trauma of your loss. Choose to pay attention to it, to heal it, to release it. And forgiveness is huge. Growth might look like you setting boundaries for your life, stepping back and out of situation, creating time and space to restore and replenish your soul. Growth might look like you starting that new business that someone told you you're not smart enough to do. Growth could be as simple as giving yourself permission to grieve and not blame others. Permission to grieve and create space for stronger relationships. Permission to release fear. Permission to live and start honoring the loved one that you lost. You're always choosing something. So what are you choosing? Find something to be grateful for every day so that you can uncage your mind. Find people who will inspire you. I love what Nipsey Hussle had to say. He said, if you look at people in your circle and you don't get inspired, you don't have a circle, you have a cage. And no one wants to be in a cage. We cage our own thinking. We let other people tell us what and how we think. Be empowered to be a free thinker. Let your thoughts be your own and respect the free will of others to follow their own thoughts. Now, here are five offerings you can do right now if you're grieving. Number one, be willing to heal. The desire to feel better can be your best friend on this road to recovery. Don't 
give in to your ego, which would try to tell you there's something wrong with you. There's, there's nothing wrong with you. Your heart is broken. Offering number two, accept support from loved ones, friends, and like-minded individuals. When healing from emotional trauma, it's important to connect with others regularly and avoid isolating yourself. It takes a village to live through a loss. Offer three, get assistance from professionals who are trained in grief. Seek out the help of someone trained in the field of grief and emotional trauma who you feel comfortable with and you trust. Offering number four, practice some form of meditation and mindfulness. Meditation helps quiet the chatter of the mind so that you can experience wisdom and truths of life, acceptance and a new appreciation for life. A sad heart filled with chaotic thoughts will steal your life. And offering number five, keep moving physically. The body is designed for movement. If it doesn't move, it gets stagnant, it gets old, the bones begin to hurt. So physical movement is critical. Now it may be hard to believe this now, but you must remember the heart does heal. Love yourself enough to believe that you deserve freedom from pain and suffering. Freedom from pain of any type of loss and trauma or abuse. Believe and be willing to take the next right step so that you can experience new levels of joy and appreciation and vitality. Keep an open heart. Embrace painful feelings with kind eyes. They will pass, they will dissolve if you don't try to hold on to them or you don't push them away. Trust in the laws of change and healing. Wow, we are at the end of this episode. And I hope you receive a small shift during our conversation. And I also hope that you can carve out some time in your schedule to meditate on the five tips that I provided here. Apply them in your life. Tip number one, be willing to heal. Tip number two, accept support from others. Tip number three, seek out assistance and support from grief experts. Tip number four, practice some form of meditation and mindfulness. And tip number five, keep moving. Keep moving and keep growing. I can't wait to hear which of these tips worked for you. Now stay tuned for information on how you can reach out to me. And remember, stop wasting time feeling bad. Use that time to learn how to feel good. Use that time to grow. Use that time to grow. Yes, I will see you next week. In the meantime, keep on growing. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Growing Through Grief and being part of this loving community of women. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share and spread the word. Let's help all women become richer and more nourished in their heart so that they're able to just keep on rising. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or topic ideas, 
or you would like to be a guest on my show, you can reach me directly at coachingtotheheart.org. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode. In the meantime, keep on growing.